The following podcast is a Dear Media production. All right, guys, we're back with the Friendship Series, and I'm really excited because A, so many of you enjoyed the first episode with Deanna. So if you have not listened, I will link it in the show notes. You can listen. That one specifically is like how to navigate friendships when you're in different stages of life and how to show up for one another and also like playing the end game with friendships and or the long game with friendships and how not everything has to be this like huge monumental moment and just putting your ego aside. And I think this is so fun for me because I get to like bring on my friends, but also it seems to resonate with a lot of you. So I love this series basically is what I'm trying to say. All right. Today's guest, Jessica Nash. Come on in. Welcome to the show. Thanks so much for having me. <laughs> You're so welcome. We're cozy in my bedroom. Technic- chairs, not in your bed. Yes. Although I was thinking about getting us in my bed. <laughs> well, when you said bedroom, I was like, we're probably going to be in bed. <laughs> we're just cuddling. Yeah. Well, you've actually been on the show, but only for people. There was like a small window where I was doing Patreon episodes mm-hmm. a long time ago. So you may have heard that episode. If not, Jess is on my stories a lot. So maybe you've seen her. She's the one that everyone's always like, can you link this? Can you link that? What is she wearing? What is this? Because she's the most fashionable person in the world. Thank you. You're welcome. Okay. So I want to have you on about just like a wide variety of topics in terms of friendships. But I think we can start because I find it the most interesting. And then we can get into like parenting stuff is that we kind of had, it wasn't like a breakup. No, it wasn't an official breakup. And I was thinking about it last night and it was like, I guess I was just had like a huge ego in college. And I think it was because it was my senior year and I think I wanted to be, what were you? It was technically about Pledge Master. Yeah. And like, I think my feelings were just hurt and I just took it out on you. And by taking it out on you, I meant like not (laughs) speaking to you. But you know what I don't get? (laughs) What? Was it? Okay. So here's what I was thinking about timeline wise, because I remember it being two girls got pledge master your grade seniors because it's typically seniors. So there were two seniors Uh and then like something happened where they wanted to bring in a third. And that's when I got tapped. Yeah. Because they were like, well, let's bring in a junior who will then just be at senior year, whatever, like so fucking dumb, all of this. Right. But so I do remember it being your senior year, but then like had we not made up by the end of the year because I did your roast? Was that not weird? I don't remember it being awkward I, that I was roasting you. I remember. And I remember some lines. They were funny as hell. I think you guys also roasted me on my bachelorette. Is that what you're thinking of? No, I read your roast oh, okay. on your bachelorette because um, I found it. And I was like, oh, well, let's just read this. Wait, I don't. okay. I don't know. Well, so that's what confused me because I do remember, again, like such silly college drama when I think back to some of the like sorority fights, I'm right. like the fact that I fucking cared. But in the moment, it felt so huge, huge, clearly. huge. Anyway, it was your senior year. I agree with that. But then I was confused about the timing because I vividly remember roasting you. And I don't remember like feeling really nervous for that, which I feel like I would have had we not really yeah. been speaking. But I do recall us not really speaking. Right. And... Basically, then you graduate, move to New York, 
And I feel like we didn't really talk my senior year. No. At all. Like, I don't think we were, like, I graduated and I think that was kind of the end yeah. of it. And again, I don't think we even had the, like, breakup conversation. No. I think, I think it, it was, was just, like, like, I was holding a grudge, clearly. Yeah. And, like, I graduated from college, so, like, our lives just weren't the right. same. Like, there was just nothing. And then I think you moved to New York and... I don't like I just wait I actually I fuck I meant to do this before okay well then I moved to New York how long were you in New York this is what I want to find out before you message because it was a Facebook message and I know I thought about it last night because I'm like why did I Facebook message and I know exactly why because like if I texted you I would be able to like see like I would know that you responded because reaching back out I was like she could either be like fuck you and no like we're (laughs) cool I don't want to be friends anymore or it ended up could have gone the, the way it did. Right. So I was like, but Facebook, I didn't have to check. Like I could message you and then I could check it two weeks later. Oh, so and like, it was like purposely on Facebook. Yeah. I was kind of like, I wonder if she's on my number anymore. Okay, I found it. You're going to read it? It's not like, oh. you're not like doing something big <laughs> apology. It was February 2014. So I graduated May of 2013. So I'd been in college for June, July, August, September, October, November, January. So it's two years after I graduated. Two years after you graduated, basically like almost a year after I graduated. And you basically just said like, how are you? I know it's been forever since we've spoken. I miss you. I'm sad we weren't as close as we once were. I'd love to catch up soon if you would want to. And I remember getting this and like texting being like, oh my God, Joe. And texting like probably my girlfriend, like uh, Deanna, Danny. No, not talking (laughs) shit, but being like, oh my God. Like, you know, sending a screenshot and being like, what what do I say? Because I'm sure everyone knew that we weren't as close. Right. And we had gone from, well, we should also preface, let's go back. So freshman year, no, freshman year, my freshman year, but actually I think it was my sophomore fall. We rush sorority sophomore fall. And I remember the like first week of college, my sophomore year, your junior year, I was in the Zate basement and, or not even the basement, the main floor. And I was going to the bathroom, but you were in line or somehow we end up in one bathroom together and you're like sweaty fucking mess. And you have your hair under the hand dryer, like trying to dry yourself while I'm peeing. And I'm just like, this is the most beautiful girl I've ever seen in my life. (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, she's so pretty, like fell in love with you. And then- when I was going through Rush that next week, you were like tapped, I guess, to talk to, I don't know, somehow we ended yeah. up talking together, which is like more obviously manipulated on right. the back end on of the sorority. Yeah. But we start talking and then you end up prepping me and I end up choosing Kappa and then you're my big. Yep. So we should have prefaced all this. Yeah, yeah. That We were really yeah. tight. Yes. And we were really close your junior year, my sophomore year. I remember yeah. like there were nights where you would sleep in our quad. Right. Like sometimes it's yeah. like you would fall with Zach or whatever. Right. Yeah. Because also husband everyone was in college yeah. with us also. <laughs> so we were very close. So it was definitely like a huge shift in our right. relationship. So yes, my other friends obviously knew about it. So I remember sending the screenshot being like, oh my God, like, what do I do? And I vividly remember Joe saying, well, there's no downside. Like you're not talking. Right. So what could be worse. Like you go to the dinner and have a huge, massive blow-up fight. (laughs) Okay. So you still don't talk. Right. And I was like, that's true. So I said like, I'm starting to accept this whole real world and graduating thing. Ha ha ha. Um, Whatever. Like it's been forever. I miss you too. And then we were talking about, I guess something, I guess Marty was having a party. I have no idea. But basically we decide to have a dinner 
And where was it that we went? Left bank? Left bank. Left bank, our makeup dinner. <laughs> and I just remember being so nervous. But that's like about what? That well, I was going to like, like beat you up? No, no. But we hadn't spoken in a long time. Yeah, I guess I was nervous too. I'm like acting like I wasn't. I guess it was like, what's going to happen? Like, what are we going to talk about? Like, yeah. Are we, yeah. Like, what if it was awkward? Right. I don't know. And I don't actually remember the conversation, really, if we're being I honest. feel like I remember there was a really good dessert that we had. I mean, Left Bank had like pretty solid food, I yeah. would say. But I feel like we, I don't know that we totally like addressed it. I think it was kind of like, kind of, I miss you. I miss you. Like, yeah. let's just see where this goes. Yeah. Because again, it wasn't like we had this huge, like one person did this awful thing and it became a blow up fight. It, right. it just kind of was like a, a grudge that then went like, both of us being stubborn like, well, and just yeah. being like, all right, well, fuck you then. Yeah, yeah literally. Which is yeah. kind of shocking that we didn't get into a blowout fight, the two of us, just knowing our personalities. Well, I, right. And I remember, I do remember you came into my room at some point and you were like, do you want to talk? When I like probably yeah. just started ignoring you, I guess. And I was just like, no. And I think that was like the last time we even addressed anything tried to address it i remember actually getting in a fight with zach <laughs> we've never <laughs> spoken about this you got into a fight with zach yeah because i remember going up to him one night being like what the fuck is happening like what is going on yeah and we were both drunk and i just remember like kind of fighting with him being like why isn't you talking to me it's a very normal thing to do whereas like i i'm like i'll just ignore it until it goes away <laughs> and then and it's a problem not a problem. I mean, yes, it's a problem. I'm getting better because like Zach is more like you too. Like we talk things out and we'll try to. But I think that's just it was just easier to like ignore it and like not have to like because it was about me. Like I was the one whose feelings were hurt for a stupid reason. Right. It was out of your control. You didn't do anything malicious. And like I knew it was stupid deep down. Yeah. But, maybe like, if I had like if I had, like hooked up with Zach, you would have been like, right. Cammy, what the fuck? Like yeah, you would yeah. have come at me and confronted me. But I had no it. real thing to come at you for because it wasn't even it's not like you did anything against me like right okay. but I took it that way fair it wasn't. yeah the school year has officially started which means I am doing everything in my power to help boost my immunity starting with my morning ag1 if you are like me and live in a house with a toddler then you know that germs are just about everywhere especially with the addition of school and them just like spending time with all of the other toddlers out there germs and all I am in need of some increased immune system support. Thankfully, I have AG1. I'm not exaggerating when I say I do not miss a morning. Even if I'm traveling, I have my AG1 with me. Actually, especially if I'm traveling like this past weekend in Maine. Joe and I are always sure to pack our travel AG1 packs with us because it is our favorite way to start our mornings and to help boost our immunity. I gave AG1 a try because I wanted increased energy and immune system support, and now it is such a staple in my routine. I take AG1 first thing in the morning after my meditation and before my coffee during my like me time, and it makes me feel ready to take on my day. One of my favorite parts about AG1, though, is that as a busy parent trying to do all of the things I try to do, I never have to worry about whether I'm running low. AG1 is delivered to our front door monthly, so I never have to think about it, which is one less thing to worry about and a huge freaking win in my book. If you want to take ownership of your health, it starts with AG1. Try AG1 and get a free one-year supply of vitamin D and five free AG1 travel packs with your first purchase. Go to drinkag1.com slash FFF. 
That's drinkag1.com slash FFF to check it out. Okay, so now I'm curious, and I feel like if I were listening, I'd be like, well, hold on. What was it for you that was like, I want to reach back out? Do you remember? I mean, I think it's like, I think it was a little bit of like that you graduate college and you and Deanna, I feel like touched on this and you Mm -hmm. realize that like, you're not going to be close with like as close, like Mm -hmm. friendships evolve, some dissolve, like when you graduate college, because you're just not like on top of each other, people make new friends and like, and like at work or whatever. And I felt like that was kind of happening to me. And like, I was like, Cammie and I were so close. We had a great relationship and I knew deep down why I was angry was like, was stupid. So I sent that at, like, I sent that cause I was like, to Joe's point, like, what am I going to like, right. she's either going to be like, no, thanks. Like I'm good. But like, thanks for reaching out <laughs> or we met up. So I was just like, I have nothing to lose here. Mm-hmm. But I, if you don't, if I knew if I didn't put myself out there, then I would just like, I didn't want to regret not sending that. Yeah. Fair. Like, so that was kind of what it was. And then I remember after that, we started hanging out a little bit more, like not as frequently as we once had. It wasn't like everything went back to normal. No. But we started hanging out a bit more. I vividly remember being at our, no, Bartuzzi, not Bartuzzi. What was it? Anfora. Mm -hmm. Me, you, and Drox. Yeah. And you talking about your wedding. And I remember coming home and being like, oh my God, Joe, I think we're going to be invited to the wedding. And that was two years. That was 2016. Right. So So like clearly. Two years. yeah. Yeah. But- Although, however, by your wedding, I had been at your bachelorette party. Right, right. So like a year and a half of us like hanging out a little bit more right. frequently and talking. But it wasn't like, oh, right away we went from back no, to I how we were. I feel like we, we started like every couple of months. We're like, oh, let's grab dinner. Like, are you right, around? That or, kind of thing. Yeah. And then it just became And then we got frequent. hot and heavy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, and then I think like, I wonder at what point Joe and Zach met. I can't remember the first time we did something, the four of us, quite honestly. No, because that's like almost 10 years, 2014 is almost 10 years ago. That's insane. But they became very close. And right. then we got married around the same time, like a year apart. Mm-hmm. And that, I think, brought us closer. And we just spent it, we just started spending a lot more time together. Yeah. And it became even closer than we ever were because mm-hmm. also like relationships now just feel much deeper right. than they did in college. Yeah. We're like today, if you just ignored me, I would no. literally be showing up at your house being <laughs> yeah. like, what is going on? Right. Now, like now I feel like as an adult, you can't just do those right. things. And if I don't talk to you in like two hours, I'm right. like, hello. Remember no. the one day you had a bad day <laughs> and you weren't answering my text. <laughs> and by the end of the day, I was like, honey, are you alive? Where no, I are think you? It was honestly, almost a full like 24 24- like it was a 24 hour window where I was just like texting myself in our chat. Yeah. And I was, (laughs) I mean, I am the worst at that. Like I will either text you back immediately or it's like three to five business days. Like you, you you rarely with me, I never get three to five business days because I wouldn't be able to last. You give me one day and I'm like, okay, hello, are you good? (laughs) Or the day when you wouldn't FaceTime me back because you were about to get induced (laughs) and (laughs) I had called her like 10 times. It was Valentine's day. I found out I was pregnant in the morning and I kept FaceTiming her and she's like, Hey, like I'm saying goodbye to Casey, her older son, like to go to the hospital, like give me a minute. I have to recover (laughs) from this. She's still not calling me back. I call Zach. I'm like, dude, I need to talk to Jess right now. And he's like, she's busy. Finally you answer. And literally within seconds, I didn't even say anything. You go, Oh my God, you're pregnant. Literally. And I was like, yeah, that's why I've been trying to get you on the phone. I need to talk to you before you go have your second baby. But I think, yes, we got closer 
and all of that. But then I think having kids just like propelled it yeah, even farther because I always – I think relationships serve different purposes. And I don't mean that in a negative way at all. Like mm-hmm. I'm not saying I use a friend for this and I use a friend for that. But like clearly friends are different. Each friendship is different. Right. And – For me, especially going through postpartum, having you in my corner as someone who had just gone through it for five months, Casey's five, five months. Exactly. Four. February, March, April, May. Yeah. Four. Four months before me was so fucking helpful. Right. And like, I really don't know how I would have ever done it without you. And I'm so grateful for our friendship because yes, we can have fun and like, do the fun things and have a relationship outside of being moms. But also our texts can just be like, I'm fucking dying today yeah. or, Oh my God, I'm losing my mind or shit is hitting the fan <laughs> or like what size are you wearing in Zara kids? Right. And I just think those friendships are so important and vital. And especially having people like you and Zach, but like when the four of us are together feeling like we're almost co-parenting all the children where mm-hmm. I know I can just be like, Hey, do you have him? I got to go do something. Yeah. Like I feel if I had to go away for a week, I wouldn't do this to you. But but if I had to, (laughs) I'd be like, can you take Liam? And you would know how to do everything. Right. You'd be like, yeah, of course. Yeah. Like, you know him like the back of your hand. Yeah. He's like my third son, kind of. Yeah. Like that's how I feel about Casey and Bo. I'm like, they're my other children. Yeah. Well, I feel like it's also, and you out of totally out of our control, but I think Liam and Casey are similar temperament wise yeah and like not they're just and maybe that's I don't I, I don't know even what to contribute that to right nature um, versus yeah. nurture but we're also just fortunate in that that I feel like yes the two of them are like two peas in a pod and you can parent them similarly right yeah. right I absolutely agree well and I think we also just parent similarly okay so this was something this was like the number one asked question with mom friends specifically, how do you navigate parenting differences? And I was thinking about it. Do you think there's anything, I'm trying to think, honestly, if there are any things that we like disagree on, it could be big or small. Like, I don't really think there are. Not like, the only thing I that we did differently, that we did differently would probably be like, I fed Casey purees and you oh. did baby led weaning. Do I, do we disagree with right. how we did it? No, like no. I don't, it doesn't affect us, but we haven't gotten into like, like I haven't like questioned, I wasn't been like, Ooh, Cammy, that was like a, right. Like you should okay, have done that. Well, you know what? Okay. So there's that. And I guess formula and breastfeeding. Right. But I think that both of those things, we both were like, well, you can do whatever the fuck you want. Right. And I would hope you felt, I know I felt, like supported in either decision. Yeah, totally. It's like you literally, you do what works for you and like I've got your back. And I think maybe that's what goes in. Like I think at the core of it, neither of us judge each other for those decisions. Agreed. Like Or not sleep training training or sleep training. Or yeah. like in the beginning you asked me, you're like, how did you get them on a schedule or something yeah. about scheduling? And I was like, well, mom's on call is my Bible. Mm-hmm. But you did full feedings like right I wasn't like basically the same fucking thing all the same things with different names so it's like things like that but I never felt like you were never like well you have to use full feedings or like full feedings is the only thing you have to do or I hope I never came off that way either no you didn't and I think that if you have like mom friends that make you feel that way then like I would say don't be friends with that person but you moms get shamed enough from like other people that aren't moms from society 
that you don't need like someone close to you. I feel like, do you know what I mean? I think that is also why we can be so close. Yes. And I also think like if we're looking at our children, yes, their temperament is the same, but there are differences in the sense that like looking at our toddlers who are so similar in age, like your son is definitely more physical. Like he's more capable of doing things and like never do I feel like when mine was later to walk or mm-hmm. like that, like no part of you is like, oh, you should be concerned or like, oh, send yeah, him to no. PT. Like there was no judgment in there. And with food, like they're different in different ways. <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> like they're very different, but I never feel any sense of competition or comparison right. or judgment. Yeah. Well, and I feel the same with the way with you, especially with food, because like when Casey's here for dinner, like, and you're making pasta, like, you know, it's just butter. Like you don't make a big deal about no, it. It's I'm like, like, what will you eat? I got you, <laughs> bro. Like, I don't know. Probably <laughs> nothing. Um, so it's just, there are, I think that's like the most important thing in our relationship. Cause it could have gone the other way. You don't know. We didn't know how we were going to parent until you exactly. become a mom. So like if it had come up that we did have completely different parenting styles, who knows how our relationship would have mm-hmm. been, but I would say that's probably the number one thing. I don't feel like shame. I know I can text you and be like, my kids are fucking annoying today. Yeah. And you're not like, um, Jess, they're like You're so blessed. Though. Right. Like and like, I'm like, what I a know gift. that. What a gift. Right. What a gift. Which yeah. they are. They're and such every, a gift. Every mom but knows that. They're also fucking hard. They're hard. They're so I think that's like the biggest thing. We can we respect each other's like parenting and yeah. mom styles. And I think that's what it comes down to is the respect mm-hmm. and the ability to just be like whether I necessarily 100% would do something the same way right. or agree like or you feel mm-hmm. about me. It doesn't matter because yeah. like I'm not in your shoes and right. you're not in my shoes. And as long as like someone's not doing something asinine, right. then just respecting and like creating space. I also think – one of the biggest things that I feel with you and I hope I provide for you is like validation of emotions. Mm -hmm. And that's similar to what you kind of just touched on of being able to really just lay it out there. Like this is how I'm feeling. No shame, no judgment. Like I just need to vent or I need to cry or I need to laugh or I have to share this with you. Like our conversations are such a wide array right. of emotions. It's a real roller coaster. It's a roller coaster. <laughs> it's like, this is the artwork I want to get for this wall. What's the size yeah. for this? Where'd you buy this? Yeah. I'm going to fucking lose my yeah. mind. <laughs> Literally, if Casey has another accident, I'm going to go insane. No, it's it's a wild ride, motherhood. And I feel like moms question, you question yourself so much. So that much. You also just need a friend to encourage you, whatever your decisions you're making. And that's what you do. Like, you're never trying to steer me another way or you'll be like, this worked for me. But at the end of the day, you know your child better. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's just. Because you can share your experience. And also, I think it's, are you coming to me for advice? Are you coming for me to listen? Mm -hmm. Because if you're coming like to me just for me to listen, then like. I'm just going to keep whatever I did to myself. It doesn't right. matter. It doesn't matter. But when you come and you ask for advice, then right. it's like, this is what worked for me. Obviously, your trial is different. You yeah. can try it. Like, and it's the same. Literally, we talk about food. Like now you're trying baby love weaning with your second. Mm-hmm. And like when you ask me, I'm like, yeah, I'd love to try. But yeah. like never once with your first was I like, well, here's what worked <laughs> right. for me. Here's all the data. Right. Support it. I because like, you had decided not to. So <laughs> right. what did I care? Yeah. 
One thing I feel we can all agree on is that summer is a busy time. It is filled with exciting plans and all the things I love, but it's also just jam-packed with stuff going on, and I don't feel like I have much room for my necessary me time. It is definitely my favorite season, but it leaves me feeling the most burnt out by the end of it. Something that I think we all struggle with is finding the time during this season to prioritize our health, both mental and physical. It's so easy to say yes to everything, get swept up in plans, and later realize you've put yourself on the back burner. That is why I love Aloe Moves. It allows me to keep up with my summer schedule while still prioritizing my physical and mental health through exercise. Aloe Moves is a streaming on-demand wellness platform that features yoga practices, fitness routines, meditation sessions, and so much more from one of my favorite brands, Aloe Yoga. They truly have something for everyone, from beginner to advanced, yoga to bar, Pilates, cardio, and HIIT classes. They even have relaxing guided meditations and breath work. The best part is that you need little to no equipment, so it's even perfect if you are traveling. Whether you are more of an entry-level beginner or advanced, they have over 3,000 classes to choose from with over 100 new classes added every month. This summer, make time for your wellness goals with Aloe Moves. For a limited time, Aloe Moves is offering my listeners a free 30-day trial plus 20% off an annual membership. But you can only get it by going to alamoves.com and use code FRECKLED20 in all caps. That's alomoves.com and all caps code FRECKLED20 to get a free 30-day trial plus 20% off an annual membership. alamoves.com code FRECKLED20 all caps. You know what I am so freaking excited for? Sweater weather. I truly cannot freaking wait to be able to throw on a sweater and jeans or a cute matching sweat set or leggings and a big chunky cardigan and not feel insanely overheated. The cooler temps cannot come soon enough for me. One of the reasons I am so excited for fall is because I have a whole new closet to pick outfits from thanks to Newly. Newly is a subscription clothing rental company that allows you to have fun and get creative with your style. They have everything you need to bring your closet up to speed for the season without breaking the bank. I love that I can play around and explore my style with Newly because I have no buyer's remorse around impulse purchases. I recently got this like matching kind of sweater set, I guess. It's like pants and a cardigan. It's like brown and white crochet checkered kind of like it's not something I would typically wear, but because it was a rental, I was like, yeah, let's try it. And I freaking love it. For just $98 a month, you get your choice of any six styles each month and access to thousands of styles from more than 400 brands, including some of my favorites like Free People, Anthropology, Madewell, Year of Hours, and many more. They offer inclusive sizing that goes up to 5X as well as petite and maternity. So if you are like my fellow pregnant people out there, there are so many good maternity options on Newly. Talk about an ideal setup for maternity clothing. You don't need to purchase and deal with like what to do with them after you give birth and it doesn't fit, you just return them. And they carry my favorite maternity brand, Hatch. With fast and free shipping and returns, the items arrive right to my door, and I even have the option to buy pieces that I rent and fall in love with, sometimes even up to 70% off. I really cannot say more amazing things about this service. Newly is a great value at $98 a month for any six styles, but right now you can get $20 off your first month of Newly when you sign up with code Cameron20. Just go to N-U-U-L-Y.com. That's Newly with two U's and enter the code Cameron20 to sign up and get $20 off your first month. That's N-U-U-L-Y.com, Newly with two U's with code Cameron20. Newly subscription clothing rental, change your clothes. 
I want to quickly read this poem that you actually sent to me uh-huh. because I think it's. Am I going to cry? No, you. Well, you sent it to me. So. I might have been crying. When I sent <laughs> no, it to I don't you. think so. It's called Friendship in Our 30s. It's by Erica. I did cry. Ty Campbell. Oh, you did? Yeah. Okay. Well, <laughs> let the waterworks go. I'll post it on the show notes, but it's called Friendship in Our 30s. You won't believe it. She's sick again. How many weeks are you? Just so tired. When is your mom coming? What's your nap schedule? Nobody is sleeping. I can't find a sitter. We're in a leap. First words, first steps, first time away. So sorry for your loss. Nobody tells you. Did he propose? Can't wait to celebrate. I can't remember the last time. Miss you. Can't talk. It gets easier. A coffee on me. Sleep consultants. I don't know what to do about. Oh, I love her advice. What meds are you on? What did the doctor say? Playdates, birthday parties, sick again. I love them so. No time to work out. Let's get together sometime. Months pass by. All in. Deep love. Finding myself in motherhood. So tired. So full. It won't last forever. Be present. Like, I feel like that so encapsulates the conversations. Yeah. Like, and I feel so blessed that we live close to each other and Mm -hmm. that we get to see each other so much. But also, it's really fucking hard to show up for people in your life in terms of friendships when you are a parent because it's all fucking consuming. Right. And then whether you're a full-time stay-at-home parent or you're working and doing a mix of it all, like it's really hard. And that's why I feel so grateful for our friendship because I know I can text you whatever I need Mm -hmm. or whatever I need to vent about or whatever I want to ask or just be like, I'm so fucking bored. Yeah. Like, can you just talk to me? (laughs) (laughs) Like having that has been such a saving grace. And I don't know if you I you have to read the 40s version and 50s, did. did you? I mean, it's just not that we're there yet, obviously. But that is that I feel like was the epitome of our conversations. Like there's good news. You have such high days. Like, such high days. And such low lows that you need to find someone in your life, whether it is another mom or maybe it's just like a really close friend. But you need those people in your life for motherhood. And it's also crazy, I feel like. Like you said, it's so tough, I feel like, to keep in touch or to, like, keep up, maintain your life with little kids. And I also find that is hard for me, too, with, like, older women or, like, in my life that, like, I think this time of our life, which you don't realize right now, is so small that they also forget how consuming it is. Like, mm-hmm. we're just expected to, you know, maintain all of our relationships and our old obligations while literally raising small humans who like can barely do anything for themselves. And I think that's like, I know I can vent to you about that and call you and be like, I'm struggling with like other people in my life or like, mm-hmm. and you always are a good ear for that and can give me good advice there too, which is also really helpful because you're in therapy and I'm not. Thank so. you. <laughs> <laughs> can I start billing you for my therapy then? <laughs> I'm going to charge you like 25% of my therapy Literally fee. like if I'm calling you, you're like, oh, this is, this is on the record and I am billing the minutes to you. Well, I mean, yeah, therapy has saved my life, but thank you. Yeah. I would like to think And I feel the same way about you. But yeah, I mean, I think having someone who's in the same phase is obviously really helpful. It's not always possible. Like, Mm -hmm. I remember saying to you after I gave birth, holy shit, like I didn't really know how to show up for you during your postpartum Mm -hmm. because I had never experienced it. And I do think it's one of those things that like, like I think about this a lot. I remember... (laughs) texting you being like, can I can meet Casey? Can I can meet Casey? Can I can meet Casey? And I was like, I'm at your front door. I've got Melbourne Deli. And like 
pounding you? I don't remember that. You don't? No. Oh, because I remember like after having a kid feeling a lot of like, oh my God, you were so annoying, Cam. I, and I, I remember you, I think you said that to me or you texted me that like, I'm sorry that I didn't like after you had Liam. I did. um, I think that's the one and like, I would never hold that against anyone because like motherhood, you have a kid and you're like, what What? the fuck? No. Is everyone just keeping a big secret? (laughs) Like, where have I been? for like 30 years of my life like yeah what is going on so I would never hold that against anyone and I hope no one would ever hold no and I don't either I just mean that more of like it is hard for people to fully Mm -hmm. comprehend and show up for someone who's in it if they have not been in it and that doesn't mean that your friendship has to change at all I'm just saying like that's kind of a reality so if you are someone who maybe is the first of your friends, I do recommend trying to find someone, whether it be even like a Facebook group or, you know, Freckled Foodie Mamas. Let me shout that out. That group is active as fucking hell. They're really active. They're amazing. Yeah. Finding someone local. It doesn't even have to be local. Like it can be a virtual friendship. Yes, like it's great that I get to see you. Right. But even just having someone to text and like connect with that is of similar timeline. Right. Because I feel like I've even blossomed in other friendships just because we have similar timeline aged kids Mm -hmm. where it's easy to have those conversations. And if we're being totally honest, like I love your second child so much, but I obviously feel closer to your first because he's the same age as my son. So it's just easier for me to know like what's happening in his world. (laughs) And I feel like our conversations focus more on him because it's related to what I'm going through. I know. I mean, we'll see what happens with my second. Okay. I want to go through some questions. Actually, Literally, the first one is what we're kind of talking about. Why do friends go so quiet when you have kids? It's like they don't care at all. Did you feel this way with any of your friends? Not like not. I feel like I was just so in like deep in postpartum that I wasn't really realizing it until I kind of came out of it. But I felt like I just did feel like no one really showed up. Like, I just do feel like that. And it wasn't like that I was had these high expectations, but I feel like people just didn't, you just don't know. Like you don't know what a new mom needs. Like you don't exactly right. like, so it wasn't to their fault. Like they were texting here and there, but they're like, how's the baby? Okay. Yes. And that's one thing. And we talk about this in the episode with Deanna of like, she says all the time to me, like, I think not to shoot my own horn, but she's like, I love that you share how to show up for new moms mm-hmm. because so many of us don't know if yeah. we haven't gone through it. So like people who follow me on Instagram who may not have kids, they message me a lot being like, my best friend's having a new baby. How do I show up? Like right. A, I always say food. Yeah. Like always. But B, texting and asking how they are doing. Right. Like how are you doing right now mm-hmm. in this moment? Because Everyone cares about you and then you push a baby out of your vagina or the baby C-section, whatever. The baby is born and it's like, how's the baby? And no one fucking cares about you. Except you're a kid's pediatrician and it's like, how are you doing? Yeah. And you're like, I, what do you mean? I don't know. <laughs> Literally at Bo's appointment, second, my second child's first appointment, he's like, and how are you? And I was like, I'm great. How are you? Like, I had no idea why he was asking me. <laughs> why are you me. asking me how I'm doing? <laughs> and then I was like, oh, you're oh got it got it like they're checking like, to see if you're oh, mentally well right <laughs> I yeah. like I don't know you t- like doesn't seem like I am but we're, <laughs> we're we're pushing through no I mean it's so true I don't think that enough people ask after birth like how mm. they're doing so I mean I don't think friends go quiet purposefully or 
like in any way to hurt you. I just think some friends may not know what the fuck is going on. And or like, just think you're busy. And like yes, that's some a big might one. think like, oh, I don't want to bother her. Right. I don't want to bother her. I, and so I, I don't, that would be my, my gut. But I, I think maybe if you're a younger mom and all your friends are still out partying, like that's like another yeah. whole other thing. Like we are like, not that we're older moms, but. Well, you know what? I, <laughs> as you know, this past week I felt very old. Like I think it, it we're speaking from a, like 30s where like kind of everyone's yes. on that trajectory. And so I get like I think the silence comes more from just like not knowing. Agreed. Like not wanting to bother. And I will say I see some TikToks that are like, oh, we didn't invite you because we didn't think you'd come. Right. And the mo- like the person being like, I don't know, it's like an audio. Yeah. And that's yeah. like no. the text. Yeah. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Yeah. And I get that hurt. Like I get feeling that way. So as a friend, I would think like just continue to put the invite out there mm-hmm, if you're mm-hmm. someone listening who doesn't have children and like one of your close friends is going through having a kid or just had a kid. But also I do think that like there has to be some level. I'm not saying we need to put more on moms, but like take a second to just be like, the reality is I probably wouldn't go. Mm-hmm. So like our friendship may not look exactly like that anymore. Like I'm not going to be going out late night or like last minute dinners or those right. things. However, you can still call your friend as Deanna and I talked about and be like, hey, I'm kind of upset right now with like where our relationship's at. Like, can we address some things? Mm-hmm. Like, I'm all for those combos. Yeah. Which I know we kind of talked about in the beginning of this. Today's episode is brought to you by a brand that is all about fueling your day with confidence and energy. Let me tell you all about eBoost and their fantastic product, Superfuel. Whether you are conquering your to-do list, working late nights, or just need that boost, this sparkling natural energy drink has your back. Superfuel is a sparkling natural energy drink crafted with plant-based caffeine and fortified with vitamins, minerals, nootropics, electrolytes, and antioxidants. While I love anything that helps support energy and focus, I personally can't enjoy eBoost right now since I'm pregnant, but Joe and our sitter have been enjoying them and have a ton of positive things to say. The Superfuel cans come in four flavors, orange mango, strawberry lemonade, ginger lime, and blue raspberry, providing an option for everyone's taste buds. Joe's personal favorite is the ginger lime. And I, of course, like tried all of them. And to no surprise, it is also mine. The Eboost Super Fuel drinks are perfect for everyday energy, late nights, work sessions, jet lag and red eyes, or that daily 3 p.m. slump. Plus, it is low in sugar and has no artificial flavors, colors, or sweeteners. While most other energy products use synthetic caffeine, Eboost products are made with natural plant-based caffeine that comes from green coffee seed and green tea, which helps with more sustained energy without that like high and low that usually comes with most energy drinks that we all have had in the past. Eboost is so confident that you're going to love Superfuel that they are giving you a four-pack for free. All you have to do is pay for shipping. Take advantage of this offer today and go to eboost.com slash Cameron to get your free four-pack of Superfuel. Okay, yes, September is now in full swing and like the typical summer weekends are over and families are back to school and people are shoving everything pumpkin spice down our throats already. But somehow it is still so freaking hot out, like unbearably hot. Maybe it's just because I'm pregnant and uncomfortable, but I don't know, I'm still overheating and therefore I am especially focused on staying hydrated. To do so, I rely on my daily cold Element Over Ice, which replenishes my electrolytes. Element is a tasty electrolyte drink mix with everything you need and nothing you don't, which means a lot of salt with no sugar. This product contains a science-backed electrolyte ratio with none of the junk like coloring, artificial ingredients, and other BS additives. Whether you overdid 
did it this past weekend, you're pregnant like me, you're working out a ton, or you're just trying to keep an active lifestyle, replenishing electrolytes is super important. I've been loving my two favorite flavors, the citrus salt or the watermelon salt over ice in my water bottle to keep me hydrated and going. And if you are like me, heat-induced headaches are very real and one of the not-so-fun parts of summer and pregnancy. So my daily element is essential for helping me feel my best. Right now, Element is offering my listeners a free sample pack with any purchase. That's eight single-serving packets free with any Element order. This is a great way to try all eight flavors or share Element with a salty friend. Get yours at drinkelement.com slash Cameron. This deal is only available through my link. You must go to D-R-I-N-K-L-M-N-T dot com slash Cameron. Plus, they offer a no questions asked refund. Try it totally risk-free. If you don't like it, they will give you your money back, no questions asked. So you really have nothing to lose. Okay. Another question is, I'm scared having kids will change what defines me and my time. How do I prepare and ask for help? I wish I had a great answer. (laughs) I think this is like, I feel like we talk about this all the time because we both kind of set our own work schedules. Like, And definitely, I think there is an identity crisis when you have huge when you become a mom like because you're you're just kind of like who am I like I'm not whatever you you know what I mean like there's just an identity no you're just like what the fuck has happened and And I mean if you live in your family like I would just you know talk to your in-laws or your parents and I think you can't really prepare yourself you can ask I feel like you don't know what you need until you're in it like I didn't know how good it would feel to be driving alone in the car Oh, windows down, down music like listening playing, to your own music. Like out. sometimes when my mom comes over, I'm just like, I will just fake that I have to go get like run an errand. And it's really just to like drive around, get a coffee and just be in the car alone in silence. Mm-hmm. So I think you have to figure out what you need. Like once you do need alone time and I don't know what you you're need alone you're, time. like, if it's working out, like then ask your ask or hire help if you can for two hours to go like get your nails done. And if that's like your self care or going to a workout or even just taking a walk around the block, like, Mm -hmm. but help is such a hard is like, is so hard. I mean, you know how I feel. I just said this before this, it's my toxic trait. Like I am always busy and stressed and overwhelmed and have the means and ability to, and like offering to have more help, Mm -hmm. but I want to do everything. And, and it's I so like fucking toxic. And I, I just know for myself that I show up as such a better mom for my kids when I do get time away from them. Such a better mom. And not everyone is like that. Like sometimes I do wake up and wish and I'm like, I wish like as soon as my eyes open, I was ready to be a stay at home mom <laughs> and love hanging out with my kids for 12 hours a day. But the reality is I need a break. Mm-hmm. And like, you know what? Yes, there are are small things. So there are small things I do to make sure that like I am still finding that version of me. And that is like socializing and spending time with people outside of my own household, mm-hmm. like you or other friends. Working out for me is a huge one. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's literally the reason why I wake up an hour before my child. And you're I know the, you're different. You're the mom that people on TikTok make fun of. I know, but like, I don't <laughs> fucking care. I do not fucking care. Like literally make fun of me all you want. It's the only reason I'm sane. No, I am too. Like, when I, you know what? You are right. You are onto something, but it is hard. <laughs> it is hard, but hold on. First of all, I'm a morning person. Okay. So I like, know. I own that. That's who I am. I'm not staying up late. And like, I never tell anyone to try and be a morning person if they're not. I'm not over here being like, you need to do this. But what I will say is, 
it is the only way I'm able to show up as the best mom possible. Yes. Like, so that is something that I swear by for myself. Mm -hmm. And that's why I do it so I can be sane. Literally, it's so I don't snap because I am not a patient person Mm -hmm. in general. And I, it's the thing I'm the most proud of, my patience with my child. And the only reason that I am patient is because I have time for myself. And someone messaged me being like, you're starting your day on the offense rather than defense. And that is the perfect analogy for it. Yeah. I woke up the other day at 645 and I was like, oh my God, I barely had time to like brush my teeth and make a coffee. Right. And like, also, I want to poop in peace if I'm being quite honest. Like, <laughs> that is why I do it. I just want to take a shit in peace yeah. without him be like, what's this? What's this? What's happening? Do you yeah. have a vagina? <laughs> is poop coming out of your vagina, mommy? Okay. I want to also ask, you know who submitted a question? Zach? No. <laughs> Actually, I'm surprised he didn't. The girl who you work with. Danny? Yeah. Oh. How do you make two under two seem so seamless? Oh, my God. Do I? Well, (laughs) I am shocked by that because I feel like a hot mess. Because right now for everyone, why this girl I work with is asking that is because I'm working like 35 hours a week and I don't have help. And that's not a flex. I'm not saying like, look at me. I'm saying (laughs) saying, help help me. me. (laughs) I am drowning. (laughs) Help. Literally. So it's not seamless. It's a lot of sweat. And I like... A lot of tears. A lot of tears. And, you know, we just get through it. We do just get through it. And I think that you are also someone who, like, you don't sweat the small shit. I try not to. You know what I love about you? And I say, like, every time my parents spend time with you, and I'm sorry I'm on my phone. I'm looking at these questions. I feel like an asshole. You really think that I No, but I never ask, like... I never like this in interviews, I'm but because it's you, I literally have my legs spread fucking <laughs> wide eagle, like just straddling this chair and am on my phone. And I'm like, I feel like a dick, but no. whatever. That's why I'm on my phone. Whenever my parents spend time with you, they're always like, I love how Jersey Jess is. Oh my God, I'm Jersey. She gives, but in the best way, like, well, I think we're what's... both Jersey. It's just like zero fucks. It's like, this is how I feel. This is what I'm going to say. This is what I'm going to do. I, I know. Care. Honestly, and I, I think I've contained myself a little bit more. I've tried to. Yes. Yeah. I mean, you can go full. So can I. Like, yeah. we can both go full Jersey. Right. Which is why I'm kind of shocked there wasn't a blow up fight. Yeah. As I referenced in the beginning. Right. However, I think that mentality that like they always love and yeah. talk about, they're like, jet. you know what it is, is that my mom and dad are always like, she's so fashionable and put together and like. But she's trash. No. <laughs> But they're like, no, they're like, you don't want to fuck with her. Like, but, but she will like lay down the law and like knows what she wants. Oh my God. And is like no bullshit. Yeah. And I think that's so true where like you don't waste your time on stupid shit and you don't, you don't sweat the small shit. I feel like. And I honestly feel like the last grudge I ever held was the one against you because it served (laughs) zero holding grudges serves zero purpose. Yeah. It was a learning lesson. It was. Like, I don't have a single grudge right now. That's amazing. I'm I live in life. don't think I do either. There's one There's one relationship I would like some answers on, but I don't really have a grudge. <laughs> I'm just like, what the fuck happened there? Right. Like, but I don't think about, like, people, like, I don't think about, like, things that have burned me. Like, yeah. things that people have done me wrong or, like, whatever. Right. Like, we're, we're moving on. Also, because, like, I've done people wrong. So, I'm like, I hope they don't, like, right. hold that like, against me. Yeah. But I say all this because I think that you are just, like, matter of fact with parenting with all of that you're just like 
Move it on to the next thing. You're not sitting there like dwelling over things. I do to Zach. Okay. Well, to me, you don't. <laughs> well, thanks. I try. Well, I try to just not to bring other people down. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, how to find and foster friends who are truly happy for me and not comparative or jealous of me. Because I also think that's something else. Like I feel at least I'll say how I feel with you. Like, oh my God, actually after this, we have to look through my maternity shit. Oh, yeah, yeah. But like, I will send you like all of my wins and like exciting things. And I'm like, oh my God, I'm so pumped. And you're like right there cheering me on. Yeah. And I would hope I do the same for you. Like, I don't feel any sense of comparison with you. Mm-mm. I don't know why that or competitiveness. Like, I don't know. Well, because I feel I mean, with I'm, th- I'm trying to think like all my friends in my life, like I don't have like jealousy or I, I don't like for my true closest friends. I can't like I feel like I'm yeah, a, I don't like, really feel jealous of them. I'm yeah, like, oh, and man, I, think, I want them to thrive. Exactly. And I think from you, I've learned like there is room for everyone. Right. Yeah. Like, yeah. And I think this just comes with age. Abundance too. is a mindset. Yeah. But yeah. like, I think it also just comes with age. Like, what was the question again? How do, like, how do you find friends that you don't compare or compete with? I'm trying to think about it. Like, so I'm thinking about people who like I will compare myself to mm-hmm. or like potentially get jealous over or trigger me. Mm-hmm. And usually it's people that I'm not, I don't consider them my close friends because I don't feel that way about my close friends. But it's people who maybe I feel like less confident in my relationship with. And I feel that the people who I truly surround myself with and like spend ample time with and who Mm -hmm. I'm investing in a friendship with, like, why would I ever not want the best for them? And I wish I felt that way about everyone. I'm working on it. Yeah, yeah. But like, if I'm really investing in this friendship and they're investing their time in me and we have that, then like, yeah, I want them to fucking thrive. Right. I mean, of course I see people and I'm like, oh, I'm jealous of like what they have. Right, right. Of course. But- I think that for me, it kind of goes back to me taking the chance with you again by reaching out. Take like, I think if you're me. seeing a theme of like your friends, like what you're jealous of, like, are yeah. you jealous that they have like a certain job? Like, or are you jealous that they have a boyfriend? Like, what is it that you're mm-hmm. jealous of? And I feel like you, what I've learned is like, you kind of just have to put yourself out there. Whether totally. it's like making friends or going on dates or getting a new job, like, start if you want to change an industry like I remember in college I used to commute to New York what well I was senior year when we didn't talk so you wouldn't know what (laughs) my internship because I really wanted to work in fashion and so fashion internships are like I I literally feel like I don't know you (laughs) I commuted like like you took the bus yes from Phillipsburg oh I know and how often I think it was like three days a week what yeah what company it was my first PR job at Krupp Group with Kelly. That's how I met Kelly and Lee. That was during college? So I met, no, so I didn't meet them during college, but that was my first, that was my internship. And then when I graduated, they gave me a job. I'm shook at the, to my core. Yeah. Okay, but I but put myself out there. You, was, Yeah, clearly. <laughs> what I will say is when you're saying like how to find and foster these people who are truly happy for you, I also think it's like what you're putting out there. Like I do feel when I started to think more in an abundance mindset and like, want to support the people I love and want them to thrive. And I actually was just talking about this on my stories. For instance, yesterday I had my shoot and it was with Chloe, who's like my right-hand creative, my stylist, Mackie, the photographer, Sophie, and my manager, Sydney. And like all people who, yes, I work with, but love dearly and just want to freaking thrive in the industry. Like I want them all to kill it. And 
I feel that the more I put out that supportive energy mm-hmm. of like, I'm so fucking excited for you. And it's real. Like you right. might have to fake it or convince yourself in the beginning to put that out there. But then right. I think you start to almost trick your brain into really feeling that way. Yeah. That it's then reciprocated more, if that makes sense. So like if you're trying to find and foster those friendships, putting that energy out there. And if the energy is like never returned, then maybe that's a friendship that like isn't one right, that but- you put as much time into. Um, tips on how to make sure your friendship and conversations don't entirely revolve around children. Um, huh. <laughs> don't know. Couldn't tell you. Yeah, we're doing a whole podcast on our children. So, um, well, I think sometimes we, we do try to do things with the kids a lot, but then we also try to do things without. And but then we somehow even like dinner last weekend, it somehow uh, oh, reverts always. back. We're talking about potty kids. training out our fucking yeah, double date. Right. And but, look, but the reality is like, that is your life. It's a stage you're in. It's a stage you're in. So like, I don't, I'm not going to say we're never allowed to talk to our kids when we're hanging, about our kids when we're hanging out because that's just like, unfortunately, like that's not reality. Mm -hmm. It's what we're dealing with all day long. Yeah. However, I think we do make time for other things. And if it comes back to the kids, fine. Like I, I wouldn't like force that out, but I would also try to do other things you know like we go and see barbie the yeah, two of us right. or even like our mom's getaway trip like that week that night we did right we talk about the kids but we're also talking about other things we're talking about work we're talking about life we're talking yeah. about what we want to do and going back to making time for ourselves like as moms that 24-hour trip i come back and i'm like let's fucking roll right. <laughs> i am ready to mom like literally i know 24 hours is a big break for many and maybe not feasible, but yeah. like that time away, holy shit. I felt like we were gone for a week. Right. Literally. So I would say just showing up to support each other in ways outside of motherhood, but mm-hmm. also if it reverts back to talking about your kids, like that is just the stage of life you're in. Right. Or like just do some, or I feel like when we've had some dinners, we're like, all right, we're going to put our phones down. We're not going to talk about our kids. And then right. like- We have done that. Yeah. Somehow we always end back. Right. But like, <laughs> but like we start off with good intentions of not talking about our kids. Yes. How do you tell your friend, and we kind of talked about this, that you will not follow their advice without being rude? I probably just wouldn't say, <laughs> that's what you want to hear. But if you gave me advice, I'd just be like, oh, thanks, Cam. And like move on. Yeah. I also think you can be like, you know, like, oh, I don't know. I don't know. I'm just trying to think of like times you've asked for advice. Okay. This is not advice. But like, for instance, you sent me that piece of artwork uh-huh. and I'm like, love that for you. <laughs> not a chance in hell. Like it would look so silly in my house because I'm not cool enough, but like it will look cool in your house. But so like, that's not advice, but do you know what I'm saying? You can be like, yeah, you're like, not for me. Thanks so much. I'll keep that in mind. Yeah. I don't think you even need to, to really like say, say that you're not going to take it. I guess when it comes to parenting, like maybe they'll see that you don't take it. Like, for instance, if you had been like, should I do purees or baby led weaning? Mm-hmm. And I was like, do baby led weaning. And I said, OK, I'm going to. And then I didn't. Yeah. But you wouldn't say you're going to if you're not. You'd yeah. just be like, thanks. Wanted your opinion. Going to keep looking. Yeah. That kind of thing. I guess. Like, it doesn't have to be this like, well, you told me this and I'm going to do the exact <laughs> opposite. And also, like, you should be comfortable in your friendships. You can do different shit. Right. You're not the same fucking human. No. And every kid's different. Wildly different. Oh, my God. Wildly different. Okay. How do you deal? This we didn't exactly go through, but you did miscarry prior Mm -hmm. to your first. So it was before I had kids or had gotten pregnant. So I think that maybe you would have a helpful answer. Mm -hmm. How do you deal with one person being pregnant and the other dealing with infertility? I mean, so we've talked about like 
when I miscarried, I told who I didn't know one knew I was pregnant, but I had like had to tell you because it was like Joe's birthday. And I was yeah. like, so I can't actually come, whatever. But I think the way you feel so many emotions when you miscarry, I obviously cannot speak to infertility, mm-hmm. but miscarrying, you feel so emotion, so many emotions. Like you feel guilty. You feel like there's something wrong with you. You hate women. You hate I mean, women, because like they're, they can get pregnant and mm-hmm. like you see you feel like you see pregnant people everywhere, people with kids. And I think the only way to show up is to be like there really is nothing you can ever say to someone who is miscarrying. You're not going to say anything that will make them feel better because the only thing that's going to make them feel better is getting pregnant. And like the only thing you can do is show up and say, I am here for you to like you can cry on my shoulder. You can tell me if you're the one pregnant, I'd be like, you can, we don't have to hang out. We don't have to mm-hmm. acknowledge the pregnancy. We don't have to talk about kids. We don't have to do anything. We'll do something you want to do. But I think it's just saying like, I'm going to be there for you. And even if that means that our friendship needs to take a break, maybe while I'm going, while I'm pregnant and you know, you're mm-hmm. going through your miss your infertility or your journey to pregnancy. But it's such a hard question because everyone's so different too. But I know like it was so nice to have words of support from you. And like, you know, I don't even honestly remember what you said. But I, know, I don't either. Yeah, because it just went in one ear and out the other. So I think it's just saying like, I'm here. There's like really, yeah. in my opinion, I feel like that is all you could do. But it is hard when you're pregnant. I feel like you could speak right. on this. Well, so I haven't experienced a miscarriage or infertility, but I we'll link in the show notes episode with Katrina Scott that's focused on this. And she says like the best thing you can honestly say is just like this fucking sucks. Yeah. I'm sorry. You know? And I actually was just having this conversation with two of my girlfriends because I have this pregnancy. My first pregnancy was kind of on the earlier side of our group of friends. And so I didn't feel like any of my friends were going through fertility struggles at that time. Mm -hmm. Now almost Right, I guess two years, two and a half years later, I am experiencing this pregnancy simultaneously to having close friends struggling with their fertility. Some on all levels of the spectrum, you know, some have been struggling for a very long time. And what I will say is it's a very confusing time to navigate for everyone involved in that relationship. However, mm-hmm. I had the wherewithal and like ability to realize that this is going to be much harder for them to be a part of. And so when I called to tell them I was pregnant, I said like right off the bat, I love you so much. I don't need you to support me through this pregnancy. Mm -hmm. I feel very blessed to have other people in my life. Like I don't need you to be that person for me. We can literally pretend like I'm not pregnant. Yeah. And look, we've had conversations throughout the past seven months of like, we haven't seen each other as much. We haven't, been in as close of contact. And I'm sure that that will shift once, you know, time passes and hopefully there's a child involved on their end. But if you're the pregnant person, you also have to put, in my opinion, your emotions aside and accept that they're going through something really fucking difficult Yeah, and have the ability to be like, I will show up for you and you do not have to show up for me and really try to have it be as one-sided of a relationship as possible. And I know that sucks because I actually was talking to my two high school friends and they were asking because of some other situation, one of them is going through like, is there any level of resentment you feel around that? And I'm like, absolutely not. 
but maybe had it been my first pregnancy and I didn't have anyone else. Right. Like that's what I was gonna say. I know you want to like have joy and you want people to feel proud for you, but I, you can't understand how like truly earth shattering and devastating right. it is to be like going through that process. Right. And so if this is your first pregnancy and it's like the person in your life who is simultaneously going through infertility, I get that that would be harder to like say those things that I'm saying, like mm-hmm. really put your emotions aside and be like, you don't have to show up for me. However, I think leaning heavier on other people in your life who are capable of being there in that moment mm-hmm. will better serve your relationship with that person in the long run. Yeah. And again, I feel like everything in motherhood is temporary too. So like you're all temporary and your relationships too, right? They ebb and flow. You're going to have good times. You're going to have bad times. And that is just a time where you do have to be a little more, I think selfless is the right word. Like, Mm -hmm. and as happy as you, there's other people who can celebrate you, right? Totally. That person deserves also that grace and support. Cause that's in my opinion, way more difficult than totally like becoming a mom. Like I fucking don't enjoy being pregnant, but like right. in no world is this harder. Right. Not that it's any type of like comparative game or like, no. yeah. you know, suffering Olympics. However, you have to acknowledge that like someone else is going through something. And I will say that from conception to, I mean, forever, everyone's journey is so different, mm-hmm. whether it be how you conceive, how your pregnancy is, how your delivery is, how your postpartum is like, Everyone's going to go through something yeah. and having grace for everyone through that period. And really, as I've said in this episode with you, how I feel like validating their emotions. Like I have friends who enjoy being pregnant. Right. Which is wild. Wild to me. But I'm like, (laughs) look, that's awesome for you. Yeah. And never once do they make me feel guilty or bad about not enjoying this. Right. And you know, same thing with postpartum, people feeling bliss around certain stages. Oh, that was one other difference that I feel like there was hopefully never judgment you felt of like help, like a night nurse. Oh, no, no. Yeah. And like when I now were navigating it round two, asking Mm -hmm. your advice, like, what did you like? How did this work? And like taking your advice. And again, I'm not doing the exact thing that you potentially did. And like, (laughs) there's no anger there. It's just like, okay, we're different people. Yeah. It's not like you're asking me to stay up all night with your kid. (laughs) I don't care what you do. (laughs) Do you want to? No. No, I agree. So I really think just accepting because that's something that you're going to have to learn through every journey, especially as your kids get older, like Mm -hmm. everyone's journey is so different and just creating space for everyone to have their own experience and to validate their emotions. Right. Okay. Well, I love you so much. I love you. Thanks for having me. Thank you for coming on here. A lot of other people were like, how is she so beautiful? (laughs) Oh my God. <laughs> Emily was like, drop the skincare. <laughs> well, I barely wash my face these days, so really? I have no skincare. What? Yeah. Jessica. I just. Your skin I, is flawless. Oh my God. Thanks. Really? Yeah. Oh, no. I literally go to bed like with, I'll take a shower and just get right in bed. And I don't Wait, you don't cream. have that like dryness on your face without putting on lotion? Sometimes I do in that case. If it gets bad, I'll get out of bed, but I'm uh, so tired. You know, I'm in bed at like eight o'clock. I know, but like <laughs> you're watching TV, you can put on lotion. You don't know what it's like right now. You will soon <laughs> carrying, carrying, chasing around a toddler and carrying a 19 pound baby. No, I know, but like my back hurts. <laughs> isn't your face like, don't you feel like stretchy on your face? Like, no, I know, do you know exactly what, I mean? what you're talking about, but sometimes I'm 
literally so tired and lazy. It's laziness. I mean, I get it. I'm fucking lazy too. And yeah, I'll just go to bed and deal with it in the morning. Zach, put some face lotion next to <laughs> no, your wife. Zach nightstand. literally put so so little face lotion I can hear his skin. Oh, well, also because a guy like yeah, like the, I'm like Zach. No, but you look, know what I mean. The scruff. Yeah, like, but not even. He's like on his forehead, and I'm like, you need more lotion. <laughs> you not know like what I, I will talk say because I don't put any on. Yes, I'm about skincare. It's funny. I actually said this recently. Like. Ever since becoming a mom, I'm a night shower person. Mm-hmm. Like I shower. You got to wash the day away. I got to wash the day away. Like <laughs> yeah. that is my. Maybe it's because I don't drink. That's like my glass of wine. Like no, I it put feels him down, so and I'm yeah. like, I gotta now enter into like my time. Yeah, and so I shower right away after mm-hmm. he, he goes to sleep. But there are times where. I'll be like, I have to wash my face. And then I'm like, it's easier to just get in the shower than to do this in the sink, yeah. which is so weird because it's actually so much not easier. But, yeah, but like in my head, it yeah. is. No, it makes sense to me that it would be easier. And also ever since moving out of the city, which you just did recently, when I go to New York, when I get back from a city day, I'm like, I can't touch anything until I shower, which yeah. like I never <laughs> used to shower at night when I fucking lived there. Right. I come back and I'm like, no one come near yeah. me. No one come near me. I need to get in the shower, which is so fucking That is absurd. really funny. But I mean, I used to let him run around barefoot in his pajamas at that park and people were like in my I mean, DMs, I like questioned. you're foul. That was one thing I questioned you on. I'm like barefoot in a New York City park. Are you good? Ashley literally DM'd me and was like, you are disgusting. I mean. No, now like I get it. Now I'm a- I'm out of the experience. That was the one I thing I did back. judge you on. It was just this. I don't know, dude. Now when I'm looking at that city park, I'm like. You're no, like, he's no. grounding or like, whatever that term yeah. is. <laughs> he's grounding on the pigeon urine shit. Like, however, now I just feel like I need to, it's so odd. Joe feels the same way on the days he goes in the city. So hit me up tomorrow when you go. Tell I will. me. I'll be there. I'll I'm going to be in, be in midtown. I'll be downtown. I love you so much. Thank <laughs> I love you, you for coming on here. You're the best. You're the best. Thank you all so much for listening to today's episode of Freckled Foodie and Friends. I have so much fun recording the show. It is my favorite part of my job and truly is what lights me up. Your feedback and response to every episode is what keeps me going. And if this episode resonated with you, please feel free to DM me over on Instagram or share on your stories. If you are looking for a way to support the show, please rate and or review on whatever platform you use to listen to your podcast. It means the world to me and it really helps the show grow. Please also make sure to hit subscribe so that you are up to date with new episodes coming at you every Wednesday morning. And of course, please be sure to follow me on Instagram and TikTok at at Cameron Oaks Rogers. I love you and I appreciate your support so much. Please note that this episode may contain paid endorsements and advertisements for products and services. Individuals on the show may have a direct or indirect financial interest in products or services referred to in this episode.